This world and its inhabitants are filled with insecurity. There must be something bigger than this world in our lives or we'll be in for a rude awakening. Consider the fact that 90% of females in the United States will be widowed. If her husband was the center of her life, then she stands to be highly disillusioned. If riches are the center of your life, what happens when life's uncertain riches dissolve before your very eyes? This would be similar to the dot-com collapse just a few years ago. If health and beauty are the focus of your life, where will you be when they come to an end? If your children are your everything, what will be your state when they're gone? If life in general is your joy and fulfillment, what happens when you reach the exit sign? We need something in our lives that is bigger than this universe, for even the universe shall end. We need a hope that's bigger than all life's negative circumstances. We need a faith that swallows up all of our insecurities. We need a true purpose that is bigger than ourselves. We need to enter the Godhead through Jesus Christ, by whom God created the universe. He will surely satisfy all your needs. In him you will overcome all of life's uncertainties. Click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Biblical dating chronicles the age of the earth and the universe to be just over 6,000 years of age. Man said the universe came to be out of an explosion from basically nothing around 13.7 billion years ago. Now the record. If the information in your computer is 2 plus 2 equals 5, then all your mathematical computations will be wrong no matter how sophisticated the presentation. A case in point is the doctrine of uniformitarianism, which is fundamental to the theory of evolution. The, adherent, the, uh, excuse me, the adherents to the doctrine of uniformitarianism claim the present is the key to the past. Basically, they claim that the geological process in which we are operating in the present operated the same in the past. The evolutionary dating techniques are built upon this faulty foundation. The uniformitarianism reject the fact of geolog geological catastrophism such as the global flood that occurred in the days of Noah, which is supported by flood strata that encompasses the vast majority of the world. It rejects the instant entrance of Adam into the world, who appears to have history behind him, but was only seconds old. It also rejects this for the creation of the earth and the universe, etc. The following excerpt is from the research of Whitcomb and Morse in the book The Genesis Flood. The present widely accepted system of uniformitarianism in historical geology, with its evolutionary basis and bias, has been shown to be utterly inadequate to explain most of the important geological phenomena. Present rates and processes simply cannot account for the great bulk of the geological data. Some form of catastrophism is clearly indicated by the vast evidences of volcanism diastrophism, glaciation, coal and oil and mineral deposits, fossilization, vast beds of sediments, and most of the other dominant features of the Earth's crust. When this fact is once recognized, it can then be seen that even the supposed evidence of great geological age can be reinterpreted to correlate well with the much more compelling evidence of violent and rapid activity and formation, end of quote. When 2 plus 2 equals 5, all conclusions will be wrong. 
If the earth is just over 6,000 years old, as it is, if dinosaurs were simply terrible lizards, as their name means, and they were, if they walked the earth simultaneously with man, and they did, and if the world was totally flooded in the days of Noah, and it certainly was, then there should be colossal amounts of supporting evidence, and there is. At this present writing, there are over 260 subjects which, God willing, growing by one every Thursday eve, scholastically and pragmatically support the unequivocal veracity of the Word of God. There are multitudes of scholarly tomes and reports that fully support the Bible's young earth doctrine, but they are conveniently neglected, or efforts are made by the evolutionary community to discredit their validity. When evolutionary tenets are under attack and contradicted by obvious new revelations of truth, the unbelievers circle the wagons and stretch the tenets of their religion in an attempt to save face, the face of unbelief that cannot be saved. The camp of evolution has a lot at stake. Billions of dollars invested in a godless religion, years of their lives in the universities, their careers and livelihoods, their prestige and acceptance in the community, etc. You should and will see an enormous struggle against the obvious, and that's exactly what we see. Ingalls, one of the most revered in the halls of unbelief, said, If man, or even his ape ancestor, or even that ape's ancestor's early mammalian ancestor existed as far back as the Carboniferous period in any shape, then the whole science of geology is so completely wrong that all geologists will resign their jobs and take up truck driving, end of quote. Fortunately for evolutionist geologists, there is a plethora of truck driving schools all over this country and the world. Contrary to Mr. Engel's position of all the geologists, there are many geologists who fully endorse the global flood and young earth teachings of the Word of God. The young earth data continues to pour in, and again the purported 65 million year old evolutionary poster child, the dinosaur, is under attack. The following news story that shook evolutions to its rotting roots was published by the Reuters News Agency on March 24, 2005. A few excerpts follow. To make sure she was seeing what she thought she was seeing, Schweitzer, a biologist by training, compared the Tyrannosaurus samples with bone taken from a dead ostrich. She chose an ostrich because birds are thought to be the closest living relatives of dinosaurs and ostriches are big birds. Both the dinosaur and ostrich blood vessels contain small reddish-brown dots that could be the nuclei of the endothelia uh, cells that line blood vessels. Taking the minerals out of both ostrich bone and the Tyrannosaurus bone, a simple experiment that can be duplicated by anyone using a chicken bone, for example, in vinegar, yielded flexible, flex, excuse me, flexible fibers. Microscopic examination showed what looked like bone cells called osteocytes in both. The findings certainly showed fossilization does not proceed as science has assumed, Schweitzer said. Since the discovery, she has found similar samples of soft tissue in two other Tyrannosaurus fossils and a hadrosaur. The fossil was dug up out of Montana's Hell Creek Formation, a rich source of fossils, end of quote. In the June 2005 issue of Acts and Facts, scientific researcher Frank Sherwin stated the following in the article, The Devastating Issue of Dinosaur Tissue. A recent discovery in the field of paleontology has sent shockwaves through the scientific community. 
Evolutionist Mary H. Schweitzer of North Carolina State University has discovered flexible blood vessels inside the fossilized thigh bone of a 68 to 70 million year old Tyrannosaurus rex from the Hell Creek Formation in eastern Montana. Further investigation revealed round microscopic structures that look to be cells inside the hollow vessels. Even to the untrained eye, the tissue samples look as if the animal died recently. Fibrous protein material was dissolved with an enzyme called collagenase, indicating that amino acid sequencing could probably be done. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Although it is too early to make definite statements regarding this stunning and wholly unexpected find, the evidence seems to indicate that T. rex fossils is, well, young. Young as in just centuries old, certainly not an age of millions of years. Indeed, Dr. Schweitzer said, I am quite aware that according to conventional wisdom and models of fossilization, these structures aren't supposed to be there, but they are. I was pretty shocked. Would evolutionary theory have predicted such an amazing discovery? Absolutely not. Soft tissue would have degraded completely many millions of years ago, no matter how fruit, uh, fortuitous the, the preservation process. Excuse me. Well, will evolutionary theory now state, due to this clear physical evidence, that it is possible dinosaurs roamed the earth until relatively, relatively recent times? No. For evolutionary theory will not allow dinosaurs to exist beyond a certain philosophical evolutionary period. End of quote. In the September-November 2005 Creation magazine, excerpts from the March 25, 2005 issue of Science were published, followed by Creation's comments under the heading Dino Soft Tissue Find was the following uh, statements. A research team led by Mary Schweitzer of North Carolina State University has discovered the remarkable preservation of soft cellular, cellular tissues inside several T-Rex and other dinosaur bones. They observed dinosaur blood vessels, still flexible and elastic after 68 million years, and apparently intact cells. Science Journal recaptured the evident excitement and disbelief of the researchers at the time of their discovery. Back in the lab, Schweitzer and her technicians demineralized the dinosaur skeleton fragments. As the fossil dissolved, transparent vessels were left behind. It was totally shocking, Schweitzer says. I didn't believe it until we'd done it 17 times. Unfortunately, such is the dominance of the long-age paradigm that facts alone won't readily overturn it. Their discoveries are actually immensely powerful evidence that dinosaur fossils are not millions of years old at all, but were most, mostly fossilized under catastrophic conditions a few thousand years ago at most. Note that Dr. Schweitzer and her team justifiably identified the flexible branching structures in the T-Rex bone as blood cells, but such soft, soft tissue excuse me, should not be there if the bones are as old as they claim. End of quote. This uh, shocking dinosaur story, excuse me, published in March 2005 is really not new news at all. We published a similar story on God Said, Man Said under this title, 6,000-year-old Earth in 2001, reporting on an article published in 1992. How did it become big news in 2005? The specimen examined was from a different Tyrannosaurus rex on Earth in Alaska, but the research team was led by the same research scientist, Mary Schweitzer and company. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature article mentioned. 
Perplexing news concerning recent dinosaur bones unearthed in Alaska should have sent a lot of the old earth proponents back to their bunkers to attempt to shore up their theories. According to the anti-Bible folks, there was a huge catastrophe that killed off all the dinosaurs around 70 million years ago. M. Helder, in a 1992 article titled Fresh Dinosaur Bones Found, published in Creation Ex Nilo, Volume 14, the following information is from that article. She could not accept that fresh, non-permineralized, uh, <coughs> uh, meaning unfossilized dinosaur bones, had been found in Alaska. Such bones could never have lasted 70 million years, she said. Unlikely or not, it is a fact that such bones have been found. How these bones could have remained in fresh condition for 70 million years is a perplexing question. One thing is certain. They were not preserved by code. Everyone recognizes that the climate in these regions was much warmer during the time when the dinosaurs lived. Why then did these bones not decay long ago? The obvious conclusion is that these bones were deposited in relatively recent times. Scientists at the University of Montana were shocked when they found T-Rex bones that were not totally fossilized. Not only were the bones not fossilized, but they appeared to have blood cells, which would be impossible if they were millions of years old. The following is part of the report issued by the scientist. A thin slice of T-Rex bone glowed amber beneath the lens of my microscope. The lab filled with murmurs of amazement, for I had focused on something inside the vessels that none of us had ever noticed before, Tiny round objects, translucent red with a dark center, red blood cells? The shape and location suggested them, but blood cells are mostly water and couldn't possibly have stayed preserved in the 65-million-year-old Tyrannosaur. The bone sampling that had us so excited came from a beautiful, nearly complete specimen of Tyrannosaurus rex unearthed in 1990. When the team brought the dinosaur into the lab, we noticed that some parts deep inside the long bone of the leg had not completely fossilized. So far, we think that all of this evidence supports the notion that our slices of T-Rex could contain preserved hemi as hemoglobin fragments. But more work needs to be done before we are confident enough to come right out and say, yes, this T-Rex has blood compounds left in its tissues. In another, in another effort to make fossils speak in new ways, postgraduate student Mary Schweitzer has been trying to extract DNA from the bones of T-Rex. Originally, she had intended to thin-section the bones and conduct a histologic investigation. But under the microscope, there appeared to be blood cells preserved within the bone tissue. Mary conducted a number of tests in an attempt to rule out the possibility that what she discovered were in fact blood cells. The test instead confirmed her initial interpretation. Another popular lecturer and broadcaster, Ken Ham, weighed in with the following comment on this subject. These red blood cells provide excellent evidence that these fossils are not millions of years old, but are no more than a few thousand years old. Again, science researcher and author Frank Sherwin. And how about dinosaur bones that have not yet mineralized and still contain bone protein? This fully destroys the dinosaur myth of extinction taking place 75 million years ago. Simply put, bone containing such well-preserved protein could not possibly have existed for more than a few thousand years in the geological settings in which they are found. End of quote. Finally, on the subject of age, leading evolutionary scholar Frederick Juniman had this to say in his article titled Secular Catastrophism, printed in the Industrial Research and Development. 
There's been in recent years the horrible realization that radio decay rates are not as constant as previously thought, nor are they immune to environmental influences, and this could mean that atomic clocks are reset during some global t- a catastrophe, excuse me, disaster, and events which brought the uh, uh, Mesoic Age of Dinosaurs to a close may not be 65 million years old, but rather within the age and memory of man, end of quote. Man's truth of today is destroying his truth of yesterday, and man's truth of tomorrow will destroy his truth of today, and that's because his truth is not truth. God said, Exodus chapter 12, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Biblical dating chronicles the age of the earth and the universe to be just over 6,000 years of age. Man said the universe came to be out of an explosion from basically nothing about 13.7 billion years ago. Now you have the record.